0: I'm good. Can you hear me? I can. I'm excited because I don't know you. (laughs) Um, I looked you up. You are from Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, how did you find out about this? Are you? I looked at it. You're not on the festival. What did you say? How did you find out I was doing this? Is it a post?
1: Oh, I'm. I honestly, I think it was on the the Facebook group. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Dallas has a really good Facebook group. Um, like the community here, you know, they are really like they try to help each other. Mm-hmm. So everybody's always posting about different festivals going on. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you personally posted on there, but I know that it was posted up, up on there. Probably me. Um yeah.
0: I post in all I'm member, I'm I'm in all the groups. Um, exciting. So uh how do you see right. it? is it
1: Marina? Yes, Marina Riyadh.
0: Marina Riyadh, Cool. Awesome. yes, yeah. <laughs> um, So how are
1: you doing in? Oh my God. <laughs> you are literally, first of all, believe it or not, I may be the only person left that has not joined Zoom. So this is like my first time on here. Um, okay. Yes. I've just been in, hi- in hibernation mode. That's all I've been doing. Just relaxing and trying to, you know, not cook myself to death, but that's pretty much it yeah um,
0: that was my first three weeks, just really, yeah, I just kind of spun out and didn't do anything for a while.
1: <laughs> I think I'm still there, so for us, um, I see us Muslims, Ramadan is Friday as well. Do you know what Ramadan is? Holy I don't know if, I don't know. it's like the whole it's like the holiest month in um in our faith where like you fast from sunrise to sunset for 30 days or like as long as like a moon cycle because it goes by the moon calendar that's friday so like even eating i can't really like indulge in that because i can't eat till like sunset
0: oh man
1: so i'm gonna have to go on like a spiritual journey for another month while in quarantine so it's gonna be fun are you allowed to just sleep from sun up to sunset yeah but it's it's not productive. Like I would go crazy already. Like I'm already going crazy. So at this point, I'm just like planning on books that I want to read and like, you know, things I want to do and yeah. Wow. No, it'll, I'm it'll be man. fun. I just sleep. <laughs> that's what men do. To be honest, that's all that the men do. All the men just sleep and the women just stay up cooking. So like, yeah. The men sleep yeah.
0: like just during Ramadan or like all together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to be honest with you it's it's generally like all together they don't really know what the kitchen is yeah. but uh during Ramadan like they wake up before uh sunset and then they eat and then they just like that's if they wake up it's right before the food is ready and they're like oh my god I've been fasting all day I'm like dude you've been sleeping all day like that's not fasting like there's no spiritual journey happening I Anyways.
0: definitely yeah. I definitely would be a dude in this case <laughs> that's what I would do
1: I had a that's funny
0: yeah. I had, I, uh, some Hispanics are the same way. So I had a, my girls' dad's Hispanic and you yeah. go to their family parties. The dudes would all be chilling, chilling out. Um, maybe one would be barbecuing, um, some meat or something, but then all the women would be in the kitchen, taking care of the kids and cooking and, and doing all this stuff. And I would just sit outside with the dudes cause I don't cook, and most of them didn't speak English. So, what was I going to do in there? Um, That's funny. My relationship did not work out.
1: Um, uh, I've been cooking more now than I ever have. Really? I you have. know, <laughs> it's so funny. My, um, my mom's sister in law, they all live in Palestine. So, I, I don't know what distant family relatives' labels are. I'm like the worst at it. But anyways, her her sister-in-law has never cooked and she has like four children. And I asked her mom, I, I was like, mom, how is she surviving? And she was like, she's had to learn how to cook. Can you imagine after like four or five kids now you have to learn how to cook? I have four kids. Um, That's Yeah, I'm also six. So it's a lot. Like, I'm like, this is too much at one time. I can cook. I know
0: yeah. how to cook. You just, just don't, don't like it. I don't like to cook, so I don't do it. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy baking sometimes, but I if I do cook or I do bake, I need to do it. Yeah. For, I like to do it for other people so they can eat it and I can be like, is that good? And I see them eat Yeah. It. Um yeah, I like to bake, but it's hard to bake for one. So you make like it's hard to do
1: anything foods. for one.
0: Yeah. I do a lot of like accidental meal prepping because it's just like I cook a lot and then there's more, yeah. more than I can eat <sighs> a lot of bowls of cereal <laughs> a lot
1: of cereal I need to get on that I've never had cereal um the concept bothers me I like my bread crunchy I, I don't know why you would ever make it wet and <laughs> it's like I didn't grow up here like where I grew up overseas so eat. like we didn't have, have cereal, cereal fast yeah I think yeah I think there's a there's a method to that. I haven't figured it out yet. They don't have cereal in Palestine? No. I mean, I'm sure, like, nowadays they do, but, like, that's not what we have for breakfast. Like, we have a buffet for breakfast. Like, there's different dishes, like, strictly for breakfast. Yeah. Like, there's no... No one is eating cereal overseas. It's all savory, too. It's, like, it's not sweet. It's all savory. So that's also the difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just realized how little I know about other cultures it's okay it's so funny I was reading the the message that you had in the um like what you wanted to discuss throughout this whole thing right like yes the zoom thing and I honestly I was like I don't even know I don't even know but then even like what's funny is like even just talking to normal people like all these crazy things start coming up right about like the differences between different cultures yeah and then you start learning more about different different people's backgrounds and I'm like that's literally what comedy is
0: yeah. And that's yeah.
1: so funny. It's, yeah.
0: How is Dallas? I, I used to live in Tyler, Texas. Um, no. Yeah, I grew up there.
1: I grew up in Longview, Texas.
0: Yeah. You know, you know where that are? is? Yeah. Huh? You know who Toadies are? What are they? The Toadies, it's a band. They're from Longview. They're pretty yeah, famous. I didn't know that. Okay, I'm like, going to have to look it up. 90s grunge. I know
1: that we have Matthew McConaughey, but like that's, I don't,
0: don't I know. We really had Longview. more than that. The, the 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 toadies were really popular in the '90s. Uh, they kind okay. of resurgence in the in the mid 2000s, like 2010ish. But they're like my favorite band. But what f- kind
1: of genre is it?
0: Grunge rock, yeah. Grunge, okay.
1: But uh no, I spent.
0: I grew up in Tyler. Um, I'd say from like fourth grade to eighth grade. Uh, my little brother was born yeah. there, and my parents moved. Back there, when he was in high school, he went to Van High School. Hmm. Um, and uh, now, small my brother, world. My brother still lives down there on a lake in a nice house by choice. Yeah, yeah, he's a redneck.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> I love my brother,
0: but he's like a really upper middle class redneck. You know, like he lives okay. in a house and and all that, and his you know wife wears. Lots of jewelry. Gaudy. Yeah. I think that's the that word. Gaudy. Yeah. But not anymore. She doesn't really go out. But yeah, they're, uh, they got accents and they're just hicks with money, a little money. So um, we just don't talk about a lot of things, my brother and I, when we do see each other.
1: You just skip the things that make anyone uncomfortable, and you just keep going. You're like, let's just navigate this process. My
0: nephew does like to drop the N word around me.
1: Oh, you know, I just finished watching Roots. <laughs> you seen Roots? Yeah, Come I, on.
0: I saw it in high school. I haven't watched it recently.
1: Oh my God! Well, they, sh- they have a remake. I don't oh. know if you know. Uh-oh. They showed they us seen it.
0: They showed us Roots in high school. And you know, I was like 15, and we were smoking lots of weed, and I was really high. And the scene where he's like whipping him, trying to get him to say his name, and he's all like, "I'm Kuta, Kunta Kente," like just made us all laugh because we were assholes.
1: That's yeah,
0: member of Roots.
1: This be- is when was that made? The one that you saw? Oh,
0: yeah, probably the '80s because this was like '90s okay. when I watched it
1: let me tell you you need to watch this new one it's mind-blowing it's so good yeah like that it's it's a whole other the production level is a whole other thing but yeah. that's when you said the n-word i was like yeah too soon too soon for me i haven't recovered <laughs> it's never
0: not too soon
1: to yeah say that. there will
0: never be a good time to do this there will never be a good time for some little white hick boy from tyler texas to say the n-word Never gonna be
1: okay. Um, Can you imagine being there like, is it too soon? Like, it's literally, there's never gonna be a good time. You should just give up on this. Like, you will never be like on your deathbed. Is this too soon? It's always too soon. And I say, now?
0: Um, (laughs) he just does it because he likes to piss me off. Yeah. I just smack him in the back of the head and- Keep going. My grandma will exclaim. Mason and then we go on with our lives but yeah my family's interesting um they're all in Kansas mostly so um yeah so yeah the art of comedy I don't know if you looked at the it's a it's a nonprofit um mm-hmm. that um we're going to give scholarships and pay for classes for first women Um, and then the LGBTQ community, and then troubled youth um, to take comedy classes and improv classes. um, Because I just know that comedy has really helped me, um, you know, heal from trauma and just really with my confidence and things like that. So um, how long have you been doing comedy?
1: I've been doing comedy for a little over a year.
0: Oh, you're new.
1: Yeah, I'm new. Yes, I came out I started in acting and then I've just found my way in in this. So it's, it's been a nice transition. Huh? How did you get into comedy then? Believe it or not, I was in an acting workshop and, um, it was around, I think it was, I don't remember what, what year Mrs. Maisel came out, but there was this guy in the acting workshop. He, um, he told me, he was like, this, your entire thing the way you speak just you should do stand-up comedy and i was like what are you even talking about right now like i don't even it was i've never even thought about doing comedy right i'm like that's so far-fetched i don't even know how people do it um and he was like there's some places that go do you know you can do open mics just go and try it and one thing led to another and it's the greatest thing for me like i've never been more comfortable in my entire life where yeah. like you don't have to edit and filter anything. I mean obviously you have to write the material, but like even since the beginning I was just writing what I what I know about. And that's how I fell into it. And it's like the weirdest thing ever. But um
0: Yeah, no, that's yeah. amazing because it's yours probably is definitely a voice that we don't hear a lot, you know, a Muslim woman, you know, yeah. American woman. You know, it's um I can't really there's I think there might be
1: one, but I don't really can't really think there's a very there's a handful I've actually met a quite a few of them I did um the Dearborn the Dearborn Comedy Festival mm-hmm. um in the beginning of this year it was like at the end of January I believe and it was like I said in Dearborn and I got to meet like funny enough it wasn't like on purpose but it turned out like that the majority of the um the comedians turn out to be women which is so crazy when you think about it right like he was just Picking different comedians that you know that were funny, and then it turned out like seven out of the nine were actually Middle Eastern women, That's and nice. a good yeah, a good chunk of them were even Palestinian, which is even a rarer voice that you never get to hear about in any platform in the media, not just comedy. Um, but it was so nice. You just get to, you get to be in the room, and you're like, oh my god, like I'm not the only one. Because in Texas, I don't know of another one. I haven't come across one. I've been told I'm the only one. So when you get to be over there and you're like, Oh my God, there are all these other ones out there in, you know, in, in Philly and New York and LA. It's so nice to kind of be like, Oh my God, like there's more of you.
0: Yeah. Still, it's such a small, it's a small group. Small. for sure of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you companies. might
1: You might find 20.
0: Yeah. You might find 20. So that's, that's amazing. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah, I don't, they're, they're, I just want to get as many voices out there as possible. That's yeah. part of it too, like the nonprofit. And I mean, even if the people we send to classes don't end up being a comedian, um, there's so many benefits of um, comedy to help. Of course. Um, so how has comedy helped you
1: like as a like person? Oh my God. Um, you know, I actually, my background was in poetry. I, I, I've always wanted to write. But I've always been very intimidated. Um, like when I was in high school, like I won scholarships for poetry and I got published for it. But after that period of my life, I never really wrote again. And when you st- when you're when you're acting, you're kind of speaking other people's words, mm-hmm. so you still feel a little bit distant, and it's really hard to feel like your voice isn't really being put out there because you're telling other people's stories. And if there's so little people like you out there no one is going to hear your stories if you're not the one writing them yourself. And for me I was like, you know, in Texas doing acting even on its own like it's so limited. Like I go for Hispanic roles. Like that's they don't recognize me as Middle Eastern. So when I started doing comedy, it was like I got to essentially cut the bullshit. <laughs> Excuse my language, and I got to just go straight to the source. I was like, this is what we need to talk about. I may not have the entire budget to create a film and create a festival and, you know, do, do all these things. But all you need is one person that's remotely funny. <laughs> and luckily, you know, like I, I was, I'm naturally like, I have this energy, like big, big, big. everyone is always telling me like, you have like, um, big dick energy. Yeah. You can edit that out. But no. this is naturally me as a person, you know, and to be able to just get up there and just say what needs to be said and the things are actually important. And I don't even just view myself as Muslim only. Like, yeah, I, t- I tell people, I'm like, I'm Pam, you know, Palestinian American Muslim woman, if you want to throw that in there. But it's, it's all these things jumbled up in one. And for me, it was like, it's so, it was so, it's, it is still very healing and therapeutic to just kind of navigate all the trauma that I've had to deal with and laugh about it I mean there are some things that I know I haven't dealt with yet and you can't write about something until you've overcome it mm-hmm. then you can look back at it and be like oh like that's where it was funny and I've, I mean I've been able to like really talk about things I mean when you have women from all different backgrounds come up to you after shows and they're like holy shit I didn't even know that we were so similar it's crazy right yeah so that's it's,
0: yeah. That's the benefit of getting all the voices out there, like yeah. you know, a Palestinian American Muslim woman, um, you know, awesome. and you have these jokes, and you just, the people connect with you and they're like, oh, she's just like me, you know, like, because you're, yeah. you're just a freaking human. And, yeah. you know, if you're a human, then maybe all those other people over there are humans because, yes, um, the American government has done a really good job of just dehumanizing anybody they don't like um and like lumping you all together as like you know the enemy and um yeah they do it with every they did it with the russians they do it with they do it with whoever it is they don't like right now
1: flavor of the month
0: yeah like that's
1: did. literally <laughs> we
0: are like yeah. i i just watched oliver stone's uh like documentary thing on netflix and uh <laughs> it just really made me hate my country <laughs>
1: It's rough. It's rough. I mean, it really tests you. You're like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, it's like, okay, so
0: we're friends with the country, and then they do something we don't like, so now we want we're not friends with them, and we're gonna bomb them, and then we're friends with them again, and we're like, we're the most. Why are we so petty? Yeah, (laughs) we're like, we're like, America's a teenage girl. It's
1: insane. I'm like, just get it together. And it's like somehow nobody ever does the research before making a decision. And I'm like, this is. I've had to do more reading to, 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 to purchase an app online than you've had to do to start a war. And this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, should be able even, to,
0: it doesn't even matter what party it is. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who's been president. They've all been like, even Obama. Yeah. You know, was a warmonger.
1: <laughs> and for me, like I actively, you know, I have my own feelings about what's going on like with the Palestinian israeli conflict you yeah. know but at the same time i don't want to talk about it yeah like if you want to ask me i'll tell you in person you know in private but what the reason i bring it up is because i'm just like we're all people yeah let's talk about the other crap that we don't talk about yeah. because we keep over the thing the small things that we overlook that actually make us human like let's make fun of those things because somehow that's getting lost in the mess of all this politics that truly it's out of our hands like most of us don't want this majority of people on earth don't want this none of us are benefiting from this yeah and i i actively i'm like no i'm gonna talk about me because i need to the only reason i'm here is to give give you know the palestinian muslim and just women in general a voice of like we are people yeah
0: no when yeah that's really the power of of comedy and of you know entertainment in in general can be very absolutely social change um and that's how it's do- that's how real social change is done in this country now is is by getting it on the screens um
1: yeah.
0: you know i think i actually think it starts with commercials honestly
1: you start seeing oh my god the devil's work um <laughs> i'm sorry i hate commercials so much <laughs> but you start it's, seeing it's- commercials where they have like Mm-hmm.
0: Mixed race couples, and then you have gay couples, and that starts getting people used to it. And then you start seeing them Slowly. in TV shows. You start seeing them in movies and stuff. And so, because I just, you know, I remember, you know, my daughter's twenty three, and I remember um when I was with her father, who was Hispanic in Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. People looking at us weird when we were together out together as a family, yeah. and that was just twenty three years ago. And now it's like for the most part, no big deal. At least if mm-hmm. it is a big deal to anybody, they keep it to themselves now, whereas before they didn't. So, you know, um, I feel like eventually we'll get there with everyone
1: else too, you know. Um,
0: they need to see it to believe it.
1: It's almost like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, because there's people in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and these little towns.
1: Oh my God, I've done um, you have no some, experience. Of my, some of my first shows were was actually, in um, Arkansas, believe it or not. <laughs> and they were like, we have never seen a Muslim before. And I'm like doing like, I got like third place in like this um, Funniest Comedian in the Heartland, which is like this massive competition from, you know, all over like the Midwest, just all over, like all, all, the Center, Center of America almost. Yeah. Um, which is wild considering like, they've never seen someone like me before. They've never even heard of us other than what's on the news. Mm-hmm. And that's the weirdest thing ever. Cause even like, I mean, Oklahoma's not even far. Oklahoma is like not even two hours away from here. And when I go up there, they're like, I've never seen your breed before. And I'm like, you've seen women all the time. Like, it's crazy. Like for me, like it literally blew my mind when I was up there. I'm like, this is a real thing. Like there are places in America where they just have not been like physically exposed to different, you know, people.
0: Wichita is unique because it has Wichita State and so they get a lot yeah. of students and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit more diversity in Wichita, at least, you know, when the colleges is yeah. a session. Um, but yeah, the little towns or even like, yeah, like Tyler, <laughs> little towns like that are just, yeah. they're in this little bubble um, and none of them care to seek out A different view you know um they're scared of anything that really conflicts conflicts with what they know um yeah so it's yeah (laughs) um but no that's great i'm really i know i don't i'm i'm excited um are you maybe you should you should if I even get to do the festival in July, I'm having an art of female comedy festival. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if it gets to happen, I'd love to have you on it. Um, thank you. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Cause for me, like comedy is an art form. And I think that it's just, it didn't used to be thought of like that. Um, As as a real art form, because people like lay people don't really understand um, what it takes to yeah jokes and be a comedian. They think you're just getting up there and spitting out some funny stuff, and they don't really understand the process that goes behind it or how. I have a joke where I eat a banana, and it looks like the most ridiculous joke ever. Like I like it does the job. It appears that I. I'm just doing it off the cuff on stage but I have obsessively mm-hmm. thought about this joke, you know. And I'm still working on trying to get it just right. Um it, it's it's hard that. to get just right because you, you get like you don't always know you all bananas are different, you know. <laughs> so sometimes when you're eating the banana, it it is just different than the last time you ate a banana so
1: you gotta figure out I mean which end do you even want like where do you start yeah, I
0: eat it weird that's the whole thing of it is I don't yeah, it yeah. but it's it's got it can't be too ripe you know it can't be too big it takes too long to eat it if it's too big so I've that's funny I've searched through a lot of bananas trying to find the perfect banana
1: you reminded me of like the thing like the show with um Z- is it Zach again or something like that like the thing between that's two funny. ferns yeah. yes I'm so bad and he like goes crazy trying to find the right fern <laughs> yeah no
0: that would be me like I would be so I would be so <laughs> obsessed with finding <laughs> um and, if, and nobody understands that kind of oh that goes into a joke that's yeah. so stupid um but yeah it's a lot of work and it looks like a lot of times like I'm not doing anything because I'm just like I require a lot of time to just think, you know. Yeah. Or just sit and stare out a window and just, just think. Um, so it looks like I'm doing nothing, but I am working.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I think that um, one of my favorite things about it, about comedy, is how it looks like you're doing nothing, but you put in so many hours and nights. And just endless, like, thoughts just sitting there, like, on, and I literally dream about it. Like, I've literally woken up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, I need to write this down. And it's, it's the most beautiful thing, because if you realize what's going on, it means that the person isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to see it. Like, that's not how magic works. You're not supposed to see all the little intricacies of it. You're supposed to enjoy the experience, and then walk out with something that you didn't even know that you wanted to begin with.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I don't know what Dallas, I really like, like in Denver, we have a really good audience. Like there's people here that Mm -hmm. want to see local comedy shows, you know, not at clubs and stuff. Um, I haven't really heard a lot about the Dallas scene.
1: Um, you know, this is speaking from my experience. Like, again, I haven't been here that long, but you know, we do talk to each other. And it's growing, but a lot of you know, a lot of people from my experience, you know, once you go outside of like the main main Dallas, there's there's like about there's a couple of comedy clubs, and you know they have different locations um, all over DFW, uh, Dallas Fort Worth area, DFW. But once you go into the suburbs, which there are so many of them, just like the outskirts of Dallas, which is like maybe like fifteen twenty minutes, people don't know about comedy, like they don't even know where to go, and when you start um, the thing is, I started this comedy uh, group. It's called um, Old Spice Comedy because, it, you know, you want to showcase all the spices. Plus, Old Spice is my favorite seasoning when you cook Middle Eastern food. You can't do it without it. But anyways, so I, I do it at a hookah lounge. And um, the thing is, I'm trying to reach out to other communities, like the, the minorities, because there's a huge Pakistani, Indian, you know, Arab culture here. And there are cities dedicated to them, almost. But they don't come out to comedy shows because the environment isn't what they want it to be, right? It's not really, you know, the food isn't that great and it's just a lot of drinking involved. Which, you know, if you're Middle Eastern, you're not really doing a lot of drinking and you're going to spend money, you need better food. So a lot of people are, if they go out, they go to like um, shows sponsored or they're, they're hosted by other comedians. So the comedians ourselves are taking it on upon ourselves to go and put these shows on. Yeah.
0: yeah. We have lots, a
1: lot of, huh?
0: We have lots of shows here that are produced by comedians. Like, yeah, we have a group that's the Colorado, just Colorado comedy producers, um, that yeah. produce shows and mics and there's over a hundred of us.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, I think people here would come out, but they just don't know about it enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the, the problem. Like they come out mainly in, in number in, in, huge numbers, like they'll sell out for like an, you know, a touring comedian, but that's like a, like a really big headliner as well. So that's.
0: Yeah. It's hard yeah. to build it because you have to, you have to build because you're not, you don't have name recognition. So you kind of just have to build a rep of, I know that this show is always going to be funny no matter who's on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to have comedians who are taking it seriously as an art form and as a business um for that to work and they're you know a lot of comedians just want to be funny and get their friends up and have a good time and they're not you know they're not thinking that they're not thinking about the audience or the you know getting the audience in there they're just hyper focused on telling their jokes and laughing
1: with their friends it's Um, a business you can't you can't you will never survive If you just focus on one aspect of it, or you'll get eaten alive and taken advantage of. Whatever happens first, yeah. You have to think of the experience as a whole for you know for the the consumer. I'm a businesswoman as well, so it's like yeah, yeah, you think about the full 360. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, I have I work
0: you know I have business degrees and yeah, marketing stuff, and I I you know yeah, (laughs) I worked in the business world you know for about 10 years or so. And so, yeah, I understand all that stuff. And that's, it's just like an aspect that a lot of comedians don't think about. They do here, like it's, um, but it's it's taken like, you know, 10, 15 years to build the scene up to what it is now. So, yeah. you know, people like Wichita, where I'm from, Wichita, Kansas, um, the audience is there want, they really like hypnotists and, um, people with puppets, you know, things like that. Um, if you have a guitar and sing, they really, you gotta have some sort of like stick or something yeah. to, for them to, those are the only people that even sell out the club in Wichita is, is those awesome. people. Um, yeah. so it's hard to get the audience, but I'm sure it's gotta be there. Um, it's just, you know, people are like, don't leave Wichita. Help us build, you know, the scene here. It can be great, too. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. I, I didn't get started till I was 38. I've been doing it for four yeah. years. And so um, I was like, I don't have time to devote 10 years to building a scene. I got to get out of here.
1: <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Um, yeah, you know, I've heard that, you know, I've heard people that have traveled other places. Like, I've gone to Dearborn, Michigan. And I've gone to, you know, just like local states, like nearby states, but I've also gone to New York. So I've seen like extreme version, you know, of like the, the comedy scene. And um, I know that when it comes to community, Dallas is one of the best because of how open the communication is with everyone. Obviously, you know, like there is competition, but at the end of the day, there, it, it's, it's good enough that you can grow and build an audience but you have to hustle do you know what I mean and there's obviously nepotism and just like in every other industry like the same things happen here happen everywhere else
0: yeah anytime Um, you get that many humans together of any kind there's going to be drama but then you're getting this many humans hundreds of these people together have these egos you know we all have these ego narcissistic tendencies or we wouldn't be doing this um yeah so yeah comedians as selfless as I am, at the end of the day, most comedians are a little selfish and, you know, um.
1: I think a healthy dose of being selfish
0: keeps you alive. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, you have to have a little bit, to really be a successful comedian, you do have to have a little bit of a sharp mentality. Um, yeah. Cause it's the only way to survive. Yeah. And yeah, I also have been told I have big dick energy.
1: Um, oh my God.
0: You know, I've been been told by men that they think I have bigger balls than they do. Um,
1: I've never even I don't know why people say that. Like, I got that from day one. And I'm just like, it's just called confidence. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what is it. You know, one thing, though, um, when I first started, I don't know what video I say. But when I first started, um, I was wearing the hijab. And normally I don't wear the hijab. Like, it's on and off, but I don't, like, personally wear it. I'm not devout, like, you know, as, what I'm not, how do I say this? I'm not what other people think you have to be to wear a hijab. Because even women that wear hijabs are not really that devout to begin with. Like, every person has their own journey. Let me just clarify. Yeah. But when I wore it, there were some, there were things that I would say that people were like, oh, that's funny, because, oh, she's Muslim. And then when I took it off, it's. I would say the same jokes and they were like, I don't understand why is a Hispanic woman talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> do yeah. you even, do you even know what that, I was like, this is literally my, the, the one of the reasons I wore it is to make a shortcut between me and the audience. And I'm like, Oh, this is why it's funny. So I don't have to constantly remind you of who I am because you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, the, the Dallas experience has been very, very, it's been very challenging because my biggest thing is when I went to Dearborn to do that comedy festival is it was in front of Arabs only. So a lot of the things that I would say in Texas went over their head. So I've had to like, and I realized like I had, I it gave me an opportunity to just really be myself and not have to filter so much and just say things because they, and they just related it to it to another level that like th- some things I would say that were just like side comments the laughter I got was insane. I would get like an applause break for them. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's like the smallest thing. Yeah. So in Dallas, it's, it's just not as diverse to be quite honest with you. And that's the saddest thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, we're not very diverse here in Denver. I mean, but it is Colorado. Yeah. so There's a lot of white people. Um, as far as like comedians and, and the, the, the audience, is a lot and the
1: bookers and it's, yeah, it's very hard to infiltrate. I mean, we, not have, I mean them like that, but we
0: do have a diverseness in Denver of cultures here. Um, yeah, there's a fairly large, uh, like Hasidic Jewish that population here. And you know, it, when me, I lived here from 2013 to 2015 and with my kids and, um, you know, there'd just be people with the ringlets and the the whole, you know. The whole shebang. The whole shebang at the grocery store, you know, and it was just um, weird
1: at first. But they don't really watch comedy. Like, that's like no. that's very diverse, but they're not the people that. <laughs>
0: not the people coming to the shows. They
1: should come out and check out the show. They're like, no, let's yeah. not.
0: The audience no. is very white, very middle class. Yeah or um young you know millennials um drinking pbr um a lot of breweries a lot of i'm working breweries.
1: with i'm working with um it's so funny all this started right before this corona hit but i was working with um this production company that's actually starting their own comedy uh venture and they've already done two comedy shows and it's it's insane and i i did one show with them and i did another competition and i was able to get almost every person that came to the show to come out and support me for the competition at a normal comedy club turns out they love comedy they've just never had someone perform to them they've never had someone speak to them and they don't want like indians or pakistanis like that's fine but they want diversity like they want it they want to hear a Muslim woman that's middle Eastern talk to them about something else entirely, just like what it's like to be an immigrant. You know what I mean? Like they enjoyed that. And it's crazy because I was like, holy cow, no one is talking to these people, but they're so ripe and ready to just laugh it off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Um, I really want to, I had plans to get down to Texas. Yeah. We'll see this winter. Cause it sucks here in the winter. It's cold and
1: <sighs> winter. Like what, what do you think winter is? Cause here we have winter every other day. So yeah, um... I know I, yeah, it's like, I mean, I was going to
0: go through Dallas on my way down to like San Antonio and Austin, like, and get, oh, okay. get to Austin by, you know, like December. Austin is nice. A shitty. <laughs> um, I've never been, I have a lot of friends in, austin i have friends and i have a lot of comedy friends in a lot of places that i've never been yeah um 2020 was going to be my year i have a i have the u.s map i have a map of the united states on my wall and i was going to put pins in it and all the places here i did i was like 2020 would be my year
1: I told my friends, i was like, I'm doing a write-off of my taxes for 2020. I'm writing off all of 2020. Y'all can go suck it. I'm not even, in fact, I owe the government money at this point. Like, let's calm down. Like no one, <laughs> this year is, I'm going to skip it. When I turn, oh, for my next birthday, I'm going to just deduct a year. I'm like, I don't remember that year. I didn't get to experience it. Yeah, 2020 doesn't freaking count, man. It doesn't count. I think we should do a redo next year. Yeah, well, because
0: I was just getting things started with a nonprofit. I had a monthly show for RB showcase. I had a newbie showcase that I was starting. I had a mic that I was starting. I had all these things because I've been here since June and it took me a minute to like get my footing and find a place yeah. to live and do all that stuff. So I finally just got like really stable um, to where I could start producing again. Yeah. And so now I'm just trying to. Um, just build content for the website for the art of comedy website and just get more awareness of it that way when this is over um I can hit the ground running to get sponsors and stuff like that and
1: yeah
0: I I really hope that I can still have my festival in July but
1: it's a bit it's further out I mean I don't every state is doing their own thing that's a that's the worst thing about it but even God if, knows what's going to happen. even if we opened up now, um, Texas is already opening up, and they're they're like, let's just see what happens. That's the Texas state of mind. They're like, let's just see what happens. I just feel like my
0: audience is going to still stay home. Yeah, just based on Facebook friends and stuff like that. Uh, the audience that I normally get at shows is going to stay home.
1: Um,
0: still and if you
1: ever if you need to reschedule i mean just let us know and yeah i'll probably um, i mean yeah it
0: yeah it's all everything's up in the air at the moment with everybody so i mean nobody's going to be shocked if I reschedule or have to just put it off till i do want to put it off till next year because i want to have it in the summer and i do not want to put it off till next summer um (laughs) that would literally kill me um no it wouldn't literally kill me
1: obviously though. corona would literally kill you but this might figure. <laughs>
0: um yeah i don't know if corona would literally kill me or not um i hardly ever get sick like even the flu i've never i've gotten it maybe twice in my life really bad i did get that bird flu swine flu whatever that crap was in like 2010 yeah. we was just the respiratory now. My brother had it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. My daughter was hospitalized with it cause she has asthma. Oh my God. But she has asthma and That's she smokes. She's 23. What can I do about it? Um, idiot. And so <laughs> she's in Reno. I have no idea what's Nevada's like at the moment, but I don't know. It feels like it's never going to end. That's what it feels like right now.
1: That's that is literally what I feel. like I've been every other day now I just have like a, a breakdown and I'm just like I'm gonna go crazy because somehow I my sleep schedule was completely garbage and then I fixed it but I think I fixed it too well because now I wake up at 6 a.m. and I go to bed at 10 p.m. so I don't know when I when I decided to be this productive um I that's didn't sign up for day. it
0: that's
1: a long huh day. that's a long yeah, been,
0: day.
1: oh yeah and I'm like what am I gonna do with all this time just figure like you live alone. I'm staying with my boyfriend. Um, okay. At least you're not. Yeah, go. I have roommates,
0: but otherwise I'm alone. I have my dog. Um, I am going on Sunday. I'm going to go to Kansas um, to stay with my friend Lynette, who is also living alone. Mostly, she has a son that's grown, but because um, yeah. she's going crazy, and I was like, I can't, I can't do. You dance. need to be
1: around other people. I
0: can I, Yeah, I need the option. Like I'll have my own room. <laughs> So I have the option to go away from people too, but, but I'm just, That's so funny.
1: Way Because like a lot of people, they stayed home regardless if there was a virus or not, but it was okay because they had the option to leave. And now it's like, I just want to know that I could do it. Just so I, I just want to have something to reject. And now you're telling me I can't do, which means like it makes me want to do it. And I,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that if you tell me I can't do something, I do want to do it more. If you tell me to do something, like when I was a kid, my mom would tell me to clean my room and I had actually been planning to clean my room. And the minute she told me to clean my room, I was like, no, I
1: don't need to do that. Yeah. I like
0: (laughs) kind of a rebel, an asshole. Depends on who you ask. Um, yeah, I really think it's called a
1: comedian.
0: Um, I hate not being free to do whatever I want. Yeah. uh, It's driving me nuts. Like I was hardly ever home before this is the thing too. Like for the last year uh, since I moved here and stuff, I left Kansas in like April. I went to Omaha for a couple months and then I came here and I was never home. Like being home was like a big deal. It was like a date for myself. I'd like you know make myself something to eat, and it was like a special occasion yeah. to be home for an evening, because um, I just I was I was working some form during the day, and then I was I was going to mics and shows at night, and I'd be home. It keeps you busy. Sleep. yeah, and especially here because there's like you can hit like two mics a night here. Um, Is that a lot? Sometimes three mics a night here. Yeah, there's like 15. You could probably hit if you really, really got if if people worked with you to get you on and get you out of there. You could hit 20 mics a week here if you wanted to, which is a, way too many mics for me. But
1: you know, it's way too many over here. Um, every night, some nights there's only. I mean, it depends on how far you want to drive. That's all. Let me tell you because the distance is like 45 minutes to 50 minutes. To, to the other city which is fort worth yeah um so if you didn't want to go out to the other further cities you can possibly hit two to three a night yeah. but if you really want to work hard like sundays and mondays so i would say sunday monday tuesday are the busiest days here believe it or not and you can hit one two three like five almost five four or five a night yeah you can even probably do a six or seven on sundays but like that's like a tight schedule you better but at that point you're like what are you what are you doing that you can't do in like four or like three what do you what are you doing
0: i can handle two mics a night i can't handle more than two and it's not me performing that i can't handle but just like sitting through
1: oh it's the driving and and just everything
0: sitting through performing
1: is like yeah
0: sitting through all the other comedians is the hardest part of mics. Um,
1: I walk out I'm like I need I need air and I need no noise
0: that's what I need I love it in the summertime in the winter it sucks that's another reason I want to like go down to Austin in the winter because like in the winter it sucks because you have to be inside because it's so damn cold yeah Um, in the summer I love it because I just you know I go outside and wait my turn basically check in no okay go back outside (laughs) um yeah god I miss it so much
1: well, if you ever come down here, let me know. Um, I don't know when you'll make it down here, but um, I was have my... planning
0: to like I was planning to come down there in like October. I was planning yeah. to, like come down to Dallas for a little bit, and then go down to San Antonio for a little bit, and then go down to Austin for a little bit because I have yeah I have people I can stay with in those cities. I've uh my festival last year in the in uh in Wichita. Um, I made friends with several grown adult women who have husbands um, that make good money. and uh, they have houses with like guest rooms and shit. Um, I have a friend in Portland. That's impressive. I know I have a friend in Portland that has a guest room and a parking spot. Uh, for her guests, which is huge in Portland to have ai
1: am gonna just call you if I ever go anywhere I'm gonna be like listen. Do you have any contacts in this state? Do yeah, um, I,
0: do. I have a lot of contacts um, Yeah, I, I know someone in San Francisco Austin the only people I have to stay with are like dudes in their couches, but still they're cool. Um, I haven't met I need a trophy wife in doubt in Austin
1: <laughs> That would work but- um in Dallas you don't know anyone in Dallas right
0: not really um I mean I I I know on like Facebook I have Facebook friends that are in Dallas or no I do know someone in Dallas what am I thinking um she's one she's one I'm trying to think of her name right now she was on my festival last year she's an older woman she's super funny (sighs) I can't think of it she has like three names Hispanic woman I know I need to go I to Douglas know. so she can, she's got like, she got her eyebrows tattooed on and they look amazing. I've never seen her. And so I need to Is go she still her. here? Yeah, she's there. I don't know how much she goes to mics and all that. I don't know how active okay. she is. She's not supporting herself on comedy or anything. She has the husband. Okay.
1: <laughs> I realize in any act, in anything in life, that having the husband is the part that nobody tells you.
0: Um, I know some male comedians that are supported by their wives.
1: Yeah, I don't, I think, yeah, I I don't have that, you know, sugar daddy was an option. Um, but I was like, this is not a viable option.
0: Um, I can't stand being financially dependent on somebody makes me insane.
1: Yeah. I like my freedom as well. Um, but it's, it's hard. It's hard. The one good thing about Dallas is that it's not as expensive living here. Yeah, which is like the one thing that makes it worth it.
0: Well, my plan is, um, I'm waiting for them to give me back my tax. I had a fairly decent federal tax return taken by student loans that I'm supposed to be getting back eventually um, now. So when I get that back, and my plan has always been to get like a van and then live in my van with my dog and I studied for two years. I, I know how to install uh, solar panels. That's insane. I want to be as independent of other everything as I can be. Um, yeah. Water is the, is the hardest thing to be independent of uh, catching it, filtering it. It's a lot of trouble. So, um, but I can at least be independent of needing power, like, because I can get it from the sun. I'll still be dependent yeah. on gasoline, obviously, and then a water source, but they're they're out there. Um and
1: not nearly as much, so
0: yeah, and I mean and especially if I keep my hair like this, I don't really need a lot of water. Yeah. To bathe.
1: <laughs> Lucky you. Um every day I, I contemplate just chopping this shit off. But yeah. it is <sighs>
0: Well, I've always had short hair. It wasn't that much of a stretch to do this. Like, even this part is how I normally have my hair. I just usually have hair. I don't usually... This is not usually so short. So it wasn't too far of a stretch for me to buzz my head. Like, going from your... But I'm telling you, everyone should try it. Because when you shower and you take the loofah and you rub it on your scalp, it's the most amazing feeling ever. So... I think everyone should experience that at least once. But yeah, I, I don't think if I had your hair that long, there's no way I could, it would definitely have to be a Britney Spears moment to shave my head, you know?
1: I'm saving it for an acting role that requires me to shave my head. Um, that's, <laughs> that, that it seems is, like that's, that's the breakthrough point. Like if you shave your head, either that's how they know you're serious. So I'm just yeah. waiting for that pinnacle. Yes, like, I'm listen. And like, people keep saying
0: Britney, that i went britney spears and i'm like no i'm like sigourney weaver in aliens or um i always keep forgetting her name um uh, gi jane um oh she was married to ashton kutcher <laughs> why can i remember her husband's names and not her demi
1: moore russuelas yeah. yeah oh i thought demi- you said you were looking for him yeah
0: no, Demi Moore, she, you know, she shaved her head for this military show, this military thing where she was learning to be a SEAL or a Marine or something. I saw that. She looked amazing. She looked amazing. So that's what I'm, that's what I am trying to portray, not crazy pants.
1: I never, I never got the Britney Spears vibe, by the way. No, good. Yeah. No, this is, If that helps you.
0: This is people that know me. Oh, okay. <laughs> like my family. My mom, my mom. Yeah, let's be honest. Just one person. New Britney Spears. No mom. (laughs) She did get concerned when I shaved my head. My mother was actually like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yes, mom. My hair is just driving me nuts, and I had to shave off." Is there
1: something you need to tell us?
0: Well, because I have all these calics here, and they were getting. And if I don't didn't do something, I was going to have a mullet because this grows so much faster. And I've been dying my hair red. And it was just, you know, dark roots and then faded red. And so I was like, and my only, I wouldn't have gone as short, but my only options were like a one or a four. And so I went one and it's been, this is like a week's growth. My hair grows super fast. So, and I don't care. What am I? I don't care. I just like, it's going to be the easiest. I don't have anyone to look good for. I don't
1: care. Just, you have all the time in the world to let it grow out as long as you want. I might keep it. I don't know. Yeah.
0: It'll be real easy with the van life to just <laughs> I'll save money on haircuts. I'll save money on hair dye. I don't have to wear Shampoo. Shampoo. I don't even now nap- oh. I don't even wash it. Like except, you know, every once in a while, like maybe once a week, I wash my hair.
1: Like a damp rag and call it a day.
0: I scrub my scalp every day. My scalp is loving it. My scalp's very happy right now. That's all I know. But um, no, it's been great talking to you. I Thank will you. email you the festival form if you're interested um, in performing in it. It's July 16th through the 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to have you because you're a unique voice that, that I've never even heard. Thank um, you. I mean, I, I, cause I, I heard like Indian women from India. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard a Pam, <laughs> a Pam woman. I like that. I'm like, you can just call me Pam in public. Um, sometimes it goes over their heads, and I'm just like, I'm just going to keep going. Um, the audiences here are pretty intelligent. Um, that's, that's my favorite thing is having like, it's those small things, you know what I mean? That you just drop here and there. That's yeah. just how I speak in general. And I'm like, if you catch those, you're you're off to a great start. But if you're just, yeah.
0: Well, I have a joke where I reference um, Howard Hughes. And a lot of people don't get it. They're like, who? Howard Hughes? Aviation? Anyway. The Aviator? The movie. I mentioned the movie and they're like, oh, yeah, that good. Cause my kids used to piss in two liters.
1: yeah i the, the thing with making references i stay away from them because i'm not as in into the social sphere yeah. honestly like the pop culture like i'm i'm on the outside of it yeah and i feel like i need to just dive into it a maybe that's what i'll do nowadays maybe i'll finally download tiktok and just get with the times but, um,
0: I just started doing Snapchat this year, so <laughs> I'm not ready for TikTok. You know, I feel like an old lady. I'm not like, ready. I feel like an old lady. I like, cause I, my kids are like 23. I have like four, they're like 18, 19, 20, yeah. 23. So I have four generations. Oh
1: my goodness. So
0: I've known about TikTok for a couple of years because they always have the newest And I have to know about it because I want to make sure, like when Snapchat came out, my 21 year old was in like middle school. And um, her dad was very upset. Like, why you need your messages to disappear?
1: What you hiding? Why do you need your messages to disappear? That is comedy gold right there. Um, Grounded.
0: She got grounded for having She's snack- like,
1: I didn't even make the app. That's not even up to me. Like, that's not a decision that I made. Nobody came to ask me what happens to the messages after you send them.
0: She's like, that's are you funny. sending dirty pictures to boys? Um, I don't know. He's that's weird. Funny. But he's, you know, like, he's Hispanic and he's very, like, Um, protective and my girls get like he didn't want his girls to date till they were 16 and then when they turned 16 he still was hesitant about it but his son brought a little girlfriend home when he was 11 and he was like yeah that's my boy you know
1: (sighs) patriarchy i love it
0: that's why we're not together no he's a good guy everything he does is out of everything he does is out of love and fear you know he's just scared because he was a pig i love it when pig gross men end up having girls because then when those girls grow up, they're like, there's me out there. There's gross men like me looking at my baby, you know? Yeah. But it's the best thing that ever happens to pig men is to have a daughter, honestly. It doesn't really stop them. I, that's why I'm always amazed. Like, dudes on, like, I did online dating for a long time, and they'd always, they have, like, daughters, and they have pictures with their daughters, and then they'd be all gross with me, and
1: I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. Oh my god! How
0: would you feel about someone being like that to your daughter in thirty years? You know what I mean? Like, gross. They don't
1: really. Pro- they don't really think about it like that.
0: Uh-oh! Their daughter's gonna be special. She's a princess. <laughs> well, it was really, really good talking to you. Um, Thank you. going to get off of here and eat. I'm starving. Um, yes. Good luck with your
1: your down. <laughs> Ramadan. Ramadan. Yes. I feel so yes. ignorant. It's okay. You can look it up if you want to. There's a, yeah. there's a very I mean, brief I've... synopsis somewhere about it, but yeah. I've obviously heard of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just... It's not
1: because it's like I... a...
0: uh-huh. I'm not interested. It's just I never... I don't know.
1: I get it. I mean, there's so many things out there that I haven't even bothered to like look into, but it's coming and it's coming hard.
0: There's so many religions. I've never really looked too deeply into, I've studied a lot of different religions, but I never looked too deeply into the just religions. I thought I might want to do, you know, like yeah. Buddhism, things like that. I've never really con- contemplated being a Muslim. So I never really studied the Muslim religion. Um, I'm agnostic now, so I don't really believe in any of it, but I do find it. interesting. <laughs> I do find it yeah. interesting. Um, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh, I need to lose some weight. Do you lose weight when you fast all day? Like
1: that? Um, To be fair, I mean, you kind of binge at night, but I don't eat a lot. Like I get full pretty fast. So you kind of eat a little bit, but the whole thing with it is, um, I mean, it's a holy month. That's like the month that the Quran was, it, it came down to Muhammad and stuff. But um, it's, it's like, even scientifically it's been proven like it takes you like 30 days to kind of get rid of a habit you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like if you want to quit smoking whatever it is ironically that's how long the month usually is usually is so if you want to pick up a new habit or you want to just stop doing an old one that's when you should do it so like that you kind of refrain from like doing anything really bad or harmful for your body like smoking or drinking or cursing or being mean or cruel to other people so it's just an entire month of being um really selfless and praying and um, you know, self reflection, meditating or prayer. You do it five times a day, you're essentially meditation. Um, Eating good food. I mean, obviously like it's everything done in moderation Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, you know what I mean? So that's essentially the whole month. So you can, and some people like, I mean, if you're on your period, you don't have to fast throughout the time that you're on your period. Because obviously your body's losing blood, so it's not like very strict like that. But end of the day, it's you know, if you did want to do it, it does help you kind of have uh, more self control over yourself. It reminds you like it's not just about food and what you put on your body. You know what I mean? Like you have more willpower than you think you do.
0: Yeah, I have no willpower. I'm terrible, especially when it comes to food. Yeah. And
1: so neither do I. So this I get, is a great time, and it you checks you. You're like, okay, get get it back together.
0: You get really grumpy. When I yeah. Mean. Like real grumpy. Um
1: yeah. I'd have to just lock well,
0: you, myself away all day.
1: Well you wake up before you mm-hmm. you wake up before sun sunrise and you eat then as well. Yeah. So it's like you're essentially breaking fast at that time and it's you, just about knowing what you put in your body. So there are certain foods you eat at that time that will keep you full all day. But yeah. That's a little spiel. Funny enough, last year um, I was doing comedy it was also throughout Ramadan so I I just would just talk about Ramadan throughout the entire month and then after it was over it was over but it was so funny seeing all these Arabs that would there's very very few some of them like sneak up on me because they don't look Arab and they're like mixed like I had a couple in the audience at different bars that I was at and they were like did she just say Ramadan <laughs> <laughs> like they've never heard someone on stage talk about Ramadan and I was like just shit, talking to men for sleeping all day and um that's amazing anyways yeah
0: no, great
1: all right yeah
0: well I will I will get you, I'll send you that email now before I forget Good,
1: yes it
0: was really great to meet you and thank you. I hope I get to meet you in person soon
1: um, we will we will
0: here or there whatever and yes. um you have a great rest of your day Me you too
1: bye. bye thank you
0: mm-hmm.